everybody. Welcome to another episode of Laguna Beach, the podcast. Say it with me. As always, it is your host, Kelly, and it has been quite the week. And I'm just going to say I hope you've hydrated. I was thinking about it, and I remember when we were little, we never drank water. I don't think I had a drop of water my whole seventh year in this world, but now I have to drink almost a gallon a day in order to survive. So make sure you're drinking some water. Again, I know this week has been crazy. I do want to start with some sad news. Unfortunately, today it was announced that Alex Trebek has passed away. A lot of you may know he has been fighting pancreatic cancer. And if I could say one of my top shows to watch, it would be Jeopardy. I watch Jeopardy on Netflix. I watch Jeopardy when it's live. And it's kind of weird when a celebrity like this passes away. And when I say like this, I basically mean somebody who's been a part of your life since you can remember. I can remember being, what, five years old watching Jeopardy with my grandparents and just enjoying every second of it. It kind of became like a family show for us. So unfortunately, you know, he did lose his battle to cancer, but he also inspired a lot of people and his legacy will live on and on, a class act until the very end. And I can't lie, this one hits me a little hard, like I said. Basically grew up with him, love Jeopardy still to this day, and he left a lasting legacy. In some more upbeat news, The Hills is filming again. I'm going to talk about that a little bit right now instead of like going through the episode and adding it at the end like I usually do. Sometimes I like to spice up the episode, I don't know. (laughs) But basically, they filmed over the weekend and it was a party at Brody's house. It seemed like everyone was there other than Justin Bobby. I didn't see any pictures of him or anything, but I will say, I feel like Brody is acting like the man. I feel like Brody has always acted like that, but now he's like, The Hills is my show. I really feel like Brody thinks The Hills is Brody's show. And also, he is a beautiful man. I will say that. Someone actually said, I put up like a a poll thing, like, give me your unpopular opinion. And somebody said he looked like a broke-ass Ben Affleck. And I don't know why that made me laugh so hard because I do think Brody is a beautiful man, but now I'm just going to look at him and see a broke-ass Ben Affleck, even though I think they're both attractive men. (laughs) But anyway, I really feel like Brody thinks The Hills is his show. He's going to run it because, again, they were going to film, but he said, no way, Jose. He said, I'm not going to film with outside of Malibu. I'm not going to film outside of California. I got to hang out with my TikTok stars. Got to keep doing that. Um, Caitlin was a part of the show again, and one thing, her and Brody, they're being sneaky because someone actually DM'd me and they were like, are Brody and Caitlin back together? They're spending time together. I'm like, no, that's what they're doing because that's what they have to do. (laughs) I feel like one thing about the Hills is they always like to play that up, but it's different than it was in 2008. Now there's social media, so we know Caitlin has a different boyfriend. We know Brody has dated seven TikTok stars since they got divorced. And I was kind of thinking, after season one of the Hills ended... That was when Caitlyn and Miley dated. And I was just like, they missed such a big part of all that drama. I'm sure they'll talk about it still. But I just, I feel like the first season of The Hills reboot ended so long ago. And so much has happened. I just don't know how they're going to tie it all in. I mean, Brody was dating um, Brianna Jungworth for a while. The one who has a baby by Louis Tomlinson from One Direction, and apparently now she's engaged to somebody else. But I would have liked to see that relationship. And of course, Brody said they were taking it too fast. And then Brody dated another, like, 21-year-old and said that she was moving too fast for him. Damn, Brody, we know you're Peter Pan, but geez. But yeah, I do think Brody is pulling the strings a little bit. And I redownloaded Snapchat. I don't know why I did that. Sometimes I just redownload it and then remember why I deleted it in the first place. But I, it was funny. I looked at Spencer's Snapchat and he, he just, he's so 
unapologetically in love with the cameras. And that's something I can appreciate about Spencer Pratt. But they he had the cameras on the cameramen who were filming away from him. And he was like, hey, guys, I'm over here. I'm right here. If you want if you want good camera time, like I'm right here. Just just turn those cameras to face me. And I was like, oh, Spencer doesn't even try and hide the fact that he still wants all the attention on him. And I don't know, I kind of, I can appreciate that about Spencer Pratt. I think I'm growing if I can say things I appreciate about that man. (laughs) So yeah, full production for season two is underway. Season two of the Hills reboot, of course. The only person who's not on it is Misha, Misha Barton. I don't think Whitney was at the party last night. Oh, I meant to also say this. Jason had a video of him and Frankie and Frankie looked tore up. He looked so fucked up. And Jason's like talking to Frankie and he's not even responding. I was like, damn, Frankie, what have you been doing? Okay, I got I got some questions for you. But it does seem like Frankie's wife, Jennifer, is going to be a bigger part of this season. And I think a few people DM'd me about that. But hopefully we get to see them because she is like gorgeous. She's so pretty. And they seem to have a really sweet relationship. But again, Justin Bobby is MIA. I have not seen any pictures or videos of our boy, Justin Bobby. And he is also completely off social media, so... The man, the mystery that is Justin Bobby is still that mystery. I also know it's supposed to be the man, the myth, the legend. It just, it it didn't come out right, but I'm going to keep it because, you know, he is a mystery to all of us. The man, the myth, the mystery, the legend, maybe we can say about Justin Bobby. So the episode of The Hills that we're going to talk about is season three, episode 26, and it is called A Date with the Past. This episode is longer than the last. It was 20 minutes and like 15 seconds. So sometimes I just like to let you guys know how long episodes are, and it's kind of crazy how it's like 11 minutes 12 minutes of commercials and we just sat through that how did we do it I always think that with One Tree Hill and the OC the episodes were what like 45 minutes and sometimes I felt like they were like 42 minutes people who binge watch those shows you guys don't know how lucky you were no commercials no waiting for like a summer break spoiled you you binge watchers are spoiled okay Back to the episode of The Hills. During the recap, we're reminded that Heidi and Justin are back in Audrina's life, and more than ever, Audrina has been doing her own thing. But then Lauren quickly says that she's happy that they included Audrina in on the house, and she ends with this quote, Now we're starting a new chapter, but I was about to have a date with the past. We start off the episode with the Laurens and Audrina, and they're walking up to their new house, and it is gorgeous. And when they walk through the gate, it has a fountain, which we love. Very fancy. If you have a fountain in your front yard, you are a fancy person. But they walk into the house, and Audrina says she loves the arches. And Lauren starts talking about where they're going to put the TV and the couch. And then she's like, we'll have pictures of us and all of our friends on this wall. So she's talking about having a gallery wall before I think gallery walls were even really a thing. Are you kidding? I'm sure gallery walls were around. Please don't get mad at me. (laughs) But we also find out that Audrina will be living in the guest house. And she goes, let's go look at my living quarters. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that sounds dark. But it's very Ryan Atwood of her. And honestly, I feel like I would love living in a guest house. It has its own bathroom, its own little kitchen. I would be in there all the time. It's like I would rather live in the guest house than share a house with Lauren and Lo. Do you guys agree? I agree. I agree with my own statement. But as they walk in, Lo says, the Chateau Audrina, which I thought was kind of cute. But this again is when the tension really starts brewing between Lo and Audrina. 
So keep that in the back of your mind. But Audrina says that she likes that it's private and all the girls just love it. They love their new home. They love the guest room. And Lo says that it's the perfect party house to which Lauren says we have to have the best housewarming party. The next scene is a lunch date with Lo and Lauren and they both say it's cold. And right when they said that, I was kind of curious, what is cold for people from California? Because I feel like, is it like 60s, 70s? I want to know what's chilly. So if you are from California and listening to this podcast, please let me know what is cold for you. But Lauren's excited to shop with Lo. She's like, I can't believe we're going to live together. We can go shopping. You know, me and Audrina don't have the same style. So we've never gone really shopping together. And she's excited, but she is excited that Audrina's moving in. She's like, but I am excited that we included her in on this. It's going to be great. It's going to be so much fun. So Lo starts off the conversation by saying, So who's coming to the house party? I don't know yet. Steven's in town and is planning on coming around six. And Lo goes, Steven? And Lo seems to ship these two very hard as a couple. She is all about Steven and Lauren being a couple. And we, at this point in my life, I was also all about Lauren and Steven being a couple. And watching these scenes with them, I know I'm skipping ahead. Watching these scenes with them, I'm like... These little love eyes they were giving to one another, if they weren't real, Oscars, Oscars for all of them. But back to the conversation, Lowe's like, Stephen, Stephen Coletti? Wait, what? And Lauren's all smiley and then Lowe says, wait, you guys are like hanging out again? That melts my little black heart. You've always loved Stephen. And by the way, that melts my little black heart is one of my favorite Hills quotes that we do not give enough attention to. Maybe I should put it on a mug or something. But Lauren says, love is a strong word, Lo. I mean, I love you. And Lauren says, it's not a thing because if it becomes a thing, then it gets built up and she doesn't want to be let down because it's not going to be a thing. And Lo just responds by saying, I can get my hopes up for you. How long did you guys like each other in high school? What's Lauren's response to that? Get ready. This is like a line out of the OC or a teen drama that we all love. She goes, I never really stopped. I don't know. You never really stopped liking Steven? You never really stopped liking Steven? This is big news for me. This is big news for me watching this. But I guess that makes sense why Audrina brought Steven up in the episode before to remind us that Lauren did love Steven. And isn't that the worst when you love someone and they don't love you back? There's a One Tree Hill quote. It's like, if you're the luckiest person on the planet, the person you choose to love decides to love you back. And I think that's one of the realest quotes on the world. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place today. (laughs) But yeah, that's one of my favorite quotes. But anyway, we are at Karma Coffee for the next scene. And (laughs) Steph walks in and says, hello, coffee house rat (laughs) dispenser. Steph is funny. Steph says the weirdest shit. But I don't know when she said that. She's like, hello, coffee house rat. That's some shit I would say. I'm like, maybe Steph and I would get along better than I think Steph and I would get along. But Spencer's, of course, just scrolling through his phone. And I mean, I'm curious, in 2007, I feel like you definitely could have internet on your phone, but it would cost like $5 a minute. So I'm like, what's he doing? It's not like there were a ton of apps you could use. Was he just playing Snake for hours? But she orders her drink and sits down next to Spencer and he goes, I think I have the flu. And immediately I was like, then get the fuck out of the coffee house. <laughs> These COVID times, man, if you're even sniffling, you gotta, you can't even be in public. But obviously things were much different in 2007, 8. I always say 2007 or 8 because it could be 2009. I don't know. Maybe one day I will actually look up the year that the season three aired. But Steph tells Spencer that she's going to Lauren's housewarming party and Spencer's mad because she has no family loyalty. And Steph's response is, it's crazy you would say that when you became best friends with my ex and I hated him. And every day I come home and he was at the house and what is Spencer's response 
He wasn't really your boyfriend, hate to tell you. He was your semi-formal date, not your boyfriend. And Stephanie's like, no, that was my boyfriend and you know it. But Spencer's like, should I tell Heidi or are you going to tell Heidi? And she's like, I'll just tell Heidi. Don't worry, I'll handle that. Heidi, put this behind her. You're the one holding the grudge. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm doing, holding a grudge. That's kind of their back and forth, like, let go of the grudge. Heidi's not mad at me for this. You shouldn't be mad at me for this. And Spencer's like, you don't understand. I'm going to be mad about this until 2020 and beyond. As always, Spencer uses his favorite quote, which is, I don't have anything more to say to you. I have nothing more to say to you. And he's like, you can leave. And when she says, I'm not going to leave like this, he says, then I'm going to leave. So he gets up and walks out of the coffee house. And we are left with that tea. So now we are at, and the caption for this is really long. It's Lo, Lauren, and Audrina's house, aka the Laurens and Audrina's house. That's how I'm going to address it. When it's just Lo and Lauren, I'll say just Lo and Lauren, or and I'll specify which Lauren is speaking, but it's the Laurens and Audrina. And I love the vibe of this party so much. We have a pool with string lights around it. We have tiki torches. We have a whole outdoor fireplace. I'm like, this is one of the nicest backyards I've ever seen. And how old are they? Like 22 or 23? I'm 29 in my apartment is not great, but I was like watching it. I'm like, damn MTV money. But the girls are all prepping and Lauren's calling for Audrina and Audrina like runs out of the guest house. She's like, sorry, I was blasting music. I'll help. And they're cutting up limes and lemons. They have no bowls, but they're going to make it work. And Audrina's very quiet. She's very awkward. And this is when the tension really starts to build between the Laurens and Audrina. And Lo kind of breaks the silence by saying, I need curtains. I wonder if our neighbors have seen me naked yet. And Lauren says, probably. But Audrina is quick to ask if Stephanie is coming. And Lauren's not sure if she's coming or not. And then we have a tense moment where Audrina starts talking about who she invited. She's like, I invited Gavin, my sister's coming, Justin's coming. And Lauren's like, wait, 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 hold up. Justin's coming? Are you guys a thing again? And Audrina's just kind of like, what the fuck? Leave me alone. And then Lo quickly says, maybe he'll wear his cowboy hat. Listen, Justin Bobby can dress the way Justin Bobby wants to dress, okay? If he wants to wear combat boots to the beach, it's what he's gonna do. But quickly, Audrina just like rolls her eyes and she's like, what about Brody? Is Brody gonna come? I think so, I don't know. And then I'm gonna play some audio about... Again, it's it's showing drifting between Lauren and Audrina. But as always, I like to give you guys a little bit of a heads up because I know sometimes audio clips can be loud. So I am playing the audio clip in three, two, one. I will. I invited Stephen. Stephen Coletti. When was the last time you talked to him? Last night. Oh, you did? She's been talking to him. Did you invite him, like, as a friend? See the way Lo is like, she's been talking to him. And again, it seems like that's a voiceover because you don't actually see Lo saying that. Seems like production just like threw that in there. But drama, drama, drama. But after that little conversation, we go to like a little fade to black and then we're back and the party has started. And the hot trainer Jarrett is there. Remember hot trainer Jarrett who went on a date with Whitney? He's there. You only see him for a brief second, but that's enough of a second for me. And then Whitney shows up and Brody and Frankie show up and Brody gives them a juicer as a housewarming present. And we also meet Cora, who is Brody's girlfriend. And Lauren's just like gives her that like little half smile and head nod being like, nice to meet you too. And then goes on sipping her drink. And she she looks super bummed that Brody brought his girlfriend there. As she is sipping on her drink, we go to Heidi's apartment and Steph shows up and tells Heidi about the housewarming party. She's like, I'm on my way to a housewarming party. It's so far. It's all the way in Hollywood. And Heidi goes, whose party is it? It's Lauren's. You're kidding. 
Now I'm going to play an audio clip. And before I play this audio clip, there is a term that Steph uses that most don't use now, right? It's a word that not a lot of people say in 2020, but in the early 2000s, it didn't, it, we didn't, I mean, we knew it wasn't a great word, but we now swap it out with other words. I hope that makes sense. I don't want to say this word. I have tried to stay away from this word, but, um, but yeah, some shit has not aged well when it comes to Laguna in the Hills. So this audio clip, like I said, there is a word in it that a lot of people don't like now. And I'm just telling you that like early 2000s, this word was more acceptable. 2020, we know we've grown out of this word and I'm probably hyping this up way more than I need to, but I'm going to play the audio clip in three, two, one. I really thought you'd be cool with this. I mean, what would make you think that? It's like retarded that I feel guilty sitting in class next to her when she invites me to a housewarming party. I'm like, well, let me run it by Heidi and Spencer. If you are feeling guilty and asking for permission, that's because you feel like you're doing something wrong. You the can only do whatever reason you want. I came here is because when I went to her birthday party and Kimberly told you, you got really mad at me. And because I don't you were lying to me. You weren't telling me anything. You were trying to keep secrets from me and like being so shady about it. If not you want to go, shady. So if I go tonight and I hadn't told you about it, then you would have been being shady about you it. You see, you're t- totally contradicting yourself. I'm why saying I don't you? get why you can be friends with her. The one person in my life I don't get along with and you're becoming best friends with her. Like, where's your loyalty? This just seems like so middle school, but I mean, are you just... Are you, like, hanging out with anyone? Are you just going to be here? No, I'm just going to be here. I don't know how this all started. But, um, I mean, I won't go. So Stephanie doesn't go because she does not want to deal with the wrath of Spidey. Although I do kind of get where Heidi and Spencer are coming from. It's also when you're a little bit older, it's kind of like if you hang out with them, just like don't bring my name up and don't really tell me about it. I guess that's how I'd handle it. And I don't know if that's any more mature than what Spencer and Heidi are doing. But people are going to make their own choices and be friends with people, even if you don't love them. (laughs) So back to the party. Okay, we're back to the housewarming party at the Lawrence in Audrina's abode. And we see Steven walking in, chewing his gum. He's chewing his gum that he loves to chew. And he brings a bag of candy, because what does candy say? Candy says, I love you. Okay, that's what candy says. Or does flowers say, like, I care, I don't know, whatever that quote was. Chocolate means I love you. So he didn't bring chocolate, he brought gummies. So maybe that does not mean he loves her. And Lauren and Lo are standing in the back. And it's kind of funny, Lo goes, Brody's girlfriend's very pretty and has very large boobs. And then we see Steven walking through the house. And it's kind of funny, so in the background, it's even a little blurry, but you see Audrina in her gray turtle, turtleneck watching Steven walking up to Lo and Lauren with like the biggest smile on her face. She's just grinning. She's like, yes, I hope this happens. I hope this works out for them. But he gives Lo a hug and then he hugs Lauren. And in his weird little vocabulary that Steven has, he goes, ooh, little tiki tikis, I like it. Yes, that's that sounds like a Steven thing to say. And then Justin Bobby walks in. So basically the complete opposite of Steven walks in. And his haircut looks like he was wasted and just started taking chunks of his hair and cutting. I know that he's a hairdresser, but this is not his best look when it comes to hairstyles. It's like a little faux hawk. But it's just a quick little moment and everyone's kind of standing around. It's like Justin, Brody, Frankie, Audrina, um, Lauren, and Steven. And then Brody says, the guys need to get drinks. So he grabs Justin and Frankie walks away so Lauren and Steven can have someone on one time together. And she's like showing him a little tree with flowers on it in her backyard. And he says that they're going to die soon. But then Lauren tells Steven that she isn't allowed back in Audrina's house. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, why are you being so fucking weird? (laughs) 
So right after she says that, we go back to the guest house and Audrina says it's weird with the Laurens, but especially Lo. She's like, it's very strange, but Lauren and I are trying to be cool, but Lo is just really weird towards me. She says, I told them you were coming and they were like, whoa, back up and try to make it a big deal. And what does Justin Bobby say? He says the most Justin Bobby thing ever. It's nobody's business. It's nobody's business if I come. But it's to the point where she knows I'm going to do what I want. That's what Audrina says about her and Justin. She's kind of in Justin's like, well, if things keep going the way we're going, we're probably going to be together again. She's just going to have to deal with it. Not exactly what he says, but pretty much what he what he means. He speaks in obviously Justin Bobby terms when he says that, but what he means is eventually they're going to end up back together anyway, so Lauren should just worry about Lauren. So Lauren, again, is now talking to Steven, and she goes, you know when you go home and you feel comfortable? I just I just want this home to feel like that. And he says, yeah, 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 you'll, you'll deck it out. You'll put your style on it. It'll look very Lauren-esque. And he quickly says, we'll catch up when there's not madness around. He's excited to hang out with her again when there's not so much madness around. And we kind of end on that note. And Lauren's smiling. They're giving each other googly eyes. I still, I did root for Steven and Lauren and re-watching this. My little nostalgic heart was like, they were good together, okay? So it's been a while, but we're back at Fitum. And Lauren and Steph are scoping out boys on campus. And Steph's like, ooh, look it, there's boys, there's boys. And Lauren's response, I was like, ugh. She was like, yeah, but I think they're like workers, not like boys we want to talk to. Lauren, ew, no, like... Believe me, landscapers and shit, they're fucking hot. Let me just say that. But Steph asks about the party and Lauren fills her in on how fun it was. And Steph says it's just difficult to hang out with her and she hates being called disloyal. She's basically like, you can call me anything, but calling me disloyal is one of the worst things you could say to me. But Lauren ends up filling her in on Steven and stuff. And we find out that they're actually going to dinner. But Steph's happy for her. She's like, ooh, you liked him in high school. Yay, that have fun. So I don't know how many of you guys remember this, but when they were filming this scene or episode, whatever, this is when Lauren and Steven were hyping up the paparazzi. They were spotted going on quote unquote dates to the movies. He was walking with his arm around her shoulder. She had her arm around his waist. They looked like a couple and MTV was probably like, guys, just go a little crazy, get people chatting. But they were spotted together quite a bit during this time with pap walks, paparazzi walks. And again, I fed into it at the time. But if you look it up, there are a lot of pictures of them together going to like hockey games or going to the movies or coming out of nightclubs together. And it was during this time. And also, Steven gave a little bit of insight about why he even came on this episode. And basically, MTV was offering him like a production deal because he did want to get into acting and the show that he was pitching was a scripted show. And they're basically like, if you come on the hills, we will make this work for you. And he went on the hills and they did not make it work for him. But back to the show, Lauren's getting ready and Lo hypes her up. She's like, you look great. And we find out that Steven is 10 minutes late and she doesn't know if it's a date. She's like, it's just catching up. This isn't a date. But Steven picks her up, knocks on the door. He doesn't knock on the door. He rings the doorbell like 10 times. That's what he does. And she runs down the steps, opens the door. He welcomes her with a hug. And he looks at Lo, he goes, all right, bye, schmo. I don't know, it's kind of funny when he does like that weird voice and weird little Steven-isms, we'll call them. He's a little vocab. But they go to a cute place for dinner. There's romantic lighting, floor, flowers, and they're sitting kind of close. And Steven gives his stamp of approval on the house. And then after he says like, well, it has my stamp of approval, their calamari gets delivered. And Steven goes, yeah, money. I'm pretty sure that was from like a 90s movie with Vince Vaughn where they said, that's so money. 
I forget what it was called, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. So Stephen tries to fill in the conversation. He asks about Lowe's dating life and Lauren's like, she's dating a little bit. And he goes, and Audrina? And Lauren says, I'm not sure, but I think him and her and Justin are back together. And then Lauren says, she can walk into the house. It's her house too, to talk to us. And then he gives some solid advice. He goes, well, she lives like 20 feet away. You can walk into the guest house too, if you want. And I'm going to play an audio clip. Again, this is going to make your heart swell. This is going to make you want Stephen and Lauren 2.0. Even though she's very happily married with two children, there's still that little part of me, right? I think we all have that little, little part. But I'm going to play this audio clip. It's kind of a longer one, but it's three, two, one. Can't get out of, like, senior year. So she was like, eh, Steven. I was like, um, we're not 18 anymore. She's kind of like everybody else that's wishing something would happen between you and I. I told my mom that, that I was over your house the other day and that we were... But re-listening to that audio clip, how many ways can Steven say that they're just friends? Like, we're platonic. We're best friends. You're one of my oldest friends. (laughs) He's like, this is not a date, Lauren, okay? This is, we are platonic friends. But of course, back in the day watching this, I'm like, oh my God, they're best friends and they're going to end up together. But after that little moment, they get into the car and Steven does not open the door for for her because it's all the way over there. Now, that was a Laguna quote, but he doesn't open the door for her. And they start driving. No journey sing-along this time. Really sad. But basically, Lauren's like, do you remember all those times, like, when you'd get me home right at curfew? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I would I would always make sure in the Tacoma. And she goes, I'd be like, I have to be home in seven minutes. And you'd get me home right on time. And he said, yeah, but I never drove that crazy. I had pretty precious cargo. Again, my heart. My whole entire heart. But he pulls up to the house. There's a hug. And he just lets her walk away. There is no him walking her to the door. Nothing. Not a damn thing. She walks inside. Lo is studying. Stephen drives away. And she immediately grabs a tub of ice cream and starts eating right out of it. She fills Lo in on the date and says it was good. And then she said, some things are just better left the way they are. And Lo quickly says, well, maybe one day it'll work out and you guys will get married because that's what I want. And Lauren just kind of like shakes her head and she's like, I don't know, with him it feels like high school and I'm trying not to be in high school anymore. And that is it. And that is the episode. There is a part where it shows Steven driving away and like taking a turn. And there was a part of me that was like, wait, does he turn around and show up at her house? And then I was like, no, he doesn't. He's very much like, this is platonic. I'm doing this because I'm trying to get a deal with MTV to make my show. That is what I'm doing. But that is the episode. And that is a good ass episode. And like I said, when I can get those nostalgic feelings of me being like, wow, I actually do wish Lauren and Steven gave it a real shot. Can you imagine if she dated Steven instead of Jason, what kind of TV we'd have? Very curious about it. But like I said, rewatching, you're kind of like, oh, Steven's like, 
We're friends. You're a great friend. I can't believe I'm having a platonic dinner with one of my best friends. But yeah, that is all the Laguna Hills stuff I kind of have this week. Um, I'm trying to find out a little bit more about Hills filming. But Alex M is actually having another baby. She's adding to her two boys. She's pregnant again. She's having a, another son. So congratulations to her. Her kids are super fucking cute. And her husband's very good looking. He kind of looks like Jason, which I think is really funny. Because I also kind of think that... Lauren's husband, actually, I think Lauren's husband looks like Jim Conrad, so maybe I was going to be like, they kind of look alike, and they don't. In some celebrity news, you guys know that I'm trying to become a Little Mix stan. I'm trying to become a big fan of them, but they came out with a new album that's really, really good. Give it a listen if you just want, like, a nice pop album to jam out to. There's a song in it called Breathe, which I am in love with. It's been on repeat. And then there's one called like Put Your Gloves On and it reminds me of like 90s pop music. So big, big fan of that. Again, they deserve all the respect in the world. They have not gotten enough respect if you ask me. So yeah, Little Mix, they have a new album out. Go check them out and I will always tell you guys to listen to them. (laughs) I said on the Facebook page, I'm like, I'm going to become the biggest Little Mix fan at 29 years old. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen, okay? Some other things that have happened in celebrity news. I've been trying to think but I know Megan Fox decided to rip Brian Austin Green apart because, you know, the press has really been saying Megan Fox is not being a great mom ever since she got with Machine Gun Kelly. That seems to be the way the press wants to spin it. And Justin, oh my God, I almost said Justin Bobby. What the fuck? And Brian Austin Green has completely fed into that. He has been posting images with, you know, the boys, his sons and all of that, whereas Megan hasn't posted a picture of them since 2018. So there was like a Halloween picture he posted and one of their sons was in the corner and she ripped him apart. She said, let me find it. I'm going to read it word for word. So get ready. And again, this happened last week. So it's kind of like quote unquote old news, but I still want to talk about it because it happened after I filmed the podcast. But the comment says, why does Journey have to be in this picture? It's not hard to crop them out or choose photos that they aren't in. I had a great Halloween with them yesterday and yet notice how absent they are from my social media. I know you love your kids, but I don't know why you can't stop using them to posture via Instagram. You're so intoxicated with feeding the pervasive nature that I'm an absentee mother and you are the perennial, eternally dedicated dad. Jesus, that's a lot of words. And you are the dedicated dad of the year. You have them half the time. Congratulations, you are truly a remarkable human. Why do you need the internet to echo back to you what you should already know? Okay, I didn't say the end because there's a lot of big words. Megan Fox is very smart. I'm just going to say that. She's beautiful. She's very smart and she uses very big words. But basically, she's like, stop showing off that you're dad of the year when you just want everyone to think that I'm a terrible mother. Because I will say, I think people have been pretty hard on Megan. And I will say that I, I don't think I've called her an absentee mother. But I do think her and MGK are still for PR. I'm still on that. I know people think I'm crazy, but they have a movie coming out together. I see a breakup for those two right around New Year's. I think right around Christmas, they're going to come out and say they broke up, but they still have love for one another. So get ready. I'm putting that out there. I'm going to say I'm predicting that. Okay, that's my prediction. And you can call me crazy. You can call me whatever. It's just I have a thought. Okay, so I don't watch uh, any Real Housewives other than Real Housewives of New York. I am going to watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and I'm going to have our good friend Ryan Bailey come on to kind of talk about it after it airs. So there will be a little bit of an extra longer episode to talk about Salt Lake City. But Erica Jane, I believe she's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. 
she has allegedly had an affair with somebody who is allegedly named after a Razor scooter. Um, they have allegedly been together. There are a lot of rumors about the two of them together. And I guess we're going to have to see what, how this all plays out. Because we all know that the master of spin has a few side flings. Good wives always know. But we'll see if it is, if it is with Scooter. Um, or even if there is a alleged affair happening between the two of them. Again, it's just rumors that have been floating around the internet. But I found it kind of interesting even though I don't follow Erica Jane, I know how people really liked her and her husband together. It seems like people were actually really surprised by this divorce. But as I like to quote our friend Justin Bobby a lot, truth in time tells all. I know the holiday season's coming up, which means it is almost time to, you know, really go out there, buy some Christmas presents. Black Friday's coming up, and I have to say something. Be nice to people who work in retail. I decided I want to talk about some retail stories because it's kind of weird. When you're in that retail life, you hate it, or at least I did. I did not love it. But the camaraderie you have with your coworkers, for the most part, you'll never have a connection like that again with coworkers. You guys are in the trenches dealing with some crazy fucking people, okay? So my favorite story to tell, and I've told this on the podcast before, but I really wanted to revisit this story because I think it's a good one and I think it really helped shape me into the woman I am today. I worked at Dick's Sporting Goods for quite some time. I believe two years, maybe a little less or a little more. I can't really remember. It was a blur because it was during that time in my life where I used to get drunk all the time. And sometimes I'd show up to work drunk. And I mean, I don't do that anymore. I just want to make that thing clear. And I can't believe I ever fucking did that. And I can't believe nobody ever yelled at me for that. But anyway, I was at Dick's Sporting Goods and someone came in with a crossbow. And that crossbow was loaded. So the way that it was set up, you walk in and directly, I'm sure most um, most exporting goods are set up like this, but you walk in and directly to your right are the carriages. Sorry, shopping carts. I call it a shopping carriage. That's what we call it in Massachusetts. Anyway, the shopping carts are right there. And then on the other side, that's where returns are. So I was in apparel, so I had to get all the apparel returns. My head was in the draw drawer. I see... Somebody said, I apologize for my accent last week, and there are just certain words that I can't say. Draw is one of them. So you open the drawer. To me, I say draw. Okay. So anyway, I open up the returns bin. I'll call it a bin. The returns bin. And all of a sudden, I hear, like, just like a, right above my head. The crossbow shot. I almost got hit in the fucking head with a crossbow working at Dick's Sporting Goods. And I stood up and looked right at the guy, and I'll never forget that old man's face when he looked at me. And I said, did you just shoot your crossbow? And he got mad at me for poor customer service when he almost shot me in the fucking head with a crossbow. That is one of my favorite retail stories. And we had walkie-talkies, and over the radio, I was like, hey guys, I almost just got shot with a crossbow, and nobody believed me other than the cashier who saw it happen. So if you ever go to Dick's Sporting Goods, unload your crossbow before you put it in a shopping cart, okay? You could really hurt somebody. But what was the point of that story? I don't know. Retail, it's just when I worked at Bath & Body Works. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? I have to turn it on, okay? So someone walks in. Hey, how are you? What are you looking for today? Oh, you like Moonlight Path? Let me show you some other scents that you might like that are fairly similar. This is Japanese Cherry Blossom. A lot of people really love it. It's a little bit of a heavier scent. Oh, my favorite? Oh, I love It's Beautiful Day. Beautiful Day is my absolute favorite. It kind of reminds me of DKNY, Green Apple, but way less price. (laughs) 
Yeah, that is how I would sell at Bath and Body Works. You were trained to greet people like your best friend. Or at Dick's Sporting Goods, you were trained just to like not get shot with a crossbow. But yeah, retail season's coming up and I know everything with social distancing, it's gonna be a lot crazier, a lot more stress. Just be nice to people in retail. People in retail, I stand strong with you. I know that this time of year is very stressful. But yeah, retail, retail some of my favorite times. And like I said, sometimes I like to share a little bit more personal stories and maybe I'll talk more retail. I don't know if you guys have funny retail stories. And the reason that kind of popped into my head is because Superstore just had its 100th episode, and I recommend you all watch Superstore. But it ended the way I did not want it to, and this is going to be a spoiler alert. So if you haven't watched this episode, or if you don't care to watch the show, you can keep listening, I guess. But basically, America Ferreira's character, Amy, left, and she just left Jonah. And I rooted for those two so hard to get together. And that's why I don't want to root for fucking fictional characters anymore. Because you always break in my damn heart. Somebody did ask about my love life. Where's my love life at? Because you guys miss my rom-com life. I re-downloaded Snapchat to talk to a guy that I talked to a few years ago. It's not going great. (laughs) It's pretty abysmal because he's back in Massachusetts. I did download Tinder and somebody already offered to pay me $700 a week to just talk to him. He said he's just a lonely guy and wants to pay me $700 a week to talk to him and maybe send some pictures. And for a second, I was like, you know what? Maybe, like at this point, why not? But I don't think that is the career path for me. If that is your career path, that is awesome for you. I just, I don't think it's gonna work out for me. Another thing I've been paying close attention to is Carly Kloss. Last week, People Magazine announced that she's pregnant. But she hasn't said one thing about it, which I thought was really interesting. I expected some kind of Instagram post, but maybe due to the election and her connection with the Kushner family, they decided not to post about it and just had People Magazine do it. But I'm curious about that one. I think it's very, very interesting that she hasn't said anything herself just yet. Keeping an eye on that one, guys. I'm keeping a close eye on that one. One thing that hit the news big this week is that Carl Lentz, who is a pastor for the megachurch Hillsong, He's like Justin Bieber's buddy. He baptized Justin Bieber again. He, he's been credited of helping him like find Jesus again. But he ended up being like, she fired from the church. I don't know if fired from the church is the correct thing, but they let him go. And he cheated on his wife a whole bunch. That's what he said. He said, I was unfaithful in my marriage, the most important relationship of my life and held accountable for that. The failure is on me and me alone. And I take full responsibility. I'm deeply sorry for breaking the trust of many people who have loved serving and understanding that and understand that this news can be very hard and confusing for people to hear and process. I would have liked to say this with my voice to you in person because you are owed that. But this opportunity I will not have. So to those people, I pray you can forgive me in that over time I can live a life where trust is earned again. So I always thought this dude was kind of weird because anyone who's like hanging out with Justin Bieber who's way older than him, I always get a little icky about. I feel bad for Justin Bieber. I think a lot of people use him. A lot of like older men use him. But it's no surprise really to me that this guy cheated on his wife. I felt like he wanted to be like super cool, super hip. And yeah, he cheated on his wife, got caught and got fired from the church. So that is who Carl Lentz is. People are saying he cheated with a podcaster, but I find that really interesting. And I almost feel like Hillsong, specifically the one in LA, I know that there's one in Australia. I'm not trying to talk like shit about it. I'm really not. So if it comes off like really bad, I don't mean it. But I feel like specifically, I feel like specifically the one in LA, 
was slowly trying to be like Scientology in a way where they had like all these big names promoting them and stuff like that. I do not know about like the roots in Australia or anything. I'm specifically talking about that one. I mean, Justin Bieber was going, Haley Bieber, Chris Pratt, um, his wife, um, Selena Gomez was there for a little bit, Demi Lovato, basically all Scooter Braun's people have gone through there. And I just find it really interesting that this guy got caught cheating on his wife and is now praying for forgiveness. I'm sure he'll be fine. We probably won't hear from him again for a while. But yeah, something about Hillsong makes me a little, I question it. I question it. Anything that gets like all celebrities involved immediately, even like Kabbalah, Back in the day, I was like, what? Why? Why this? Like, what's the draw? Speaking of Ariana Grande, I didn't say her name, but I was talking about Scooter Braun. I've talked about him a lot this episode, but she, her album went number one again, and I think she's grown a lot. I actually listened to an interview with her about the pandemic and people not taking it seriously and stuff, and I was like, wow, you've come a long way from your donut-licking days. I mean, I still think what happened between her and Pete, I think it was something shady, um, I believe I blame Scooter Braun because <laughs> that's what I do. But I do think she's grown up a lot. And I do I did have a few questions of people asking how I felt about her. And I'm not going to deny her talent. I think she has an insane voice. But I just don't feel anything when she sings. I don't know if that makes sense. Like when I hear her voice, it is just like another pop song where she does have this powerful voice. And I think she could really own it and utilize it. But you can throw, I don't know, it's just like, Her voice is incredible, but I just don't feel anything when she sings. And I've thought about talking about this, but I'm going to do it anyway. My favorite, like, female voices have been, like, Whitney Houston, Celine Dion. I love Pink. I love Alicia Keys. I love Kelly Clarkson. I feel like when they sing, you can really feel it. There's something deep down. I mean, even Beyonce, you know, when she sings, you feel that shit. And I feel like that's what Ariana is missing in her songs. And maybe she just hasn't found the right one yet. Or maybe I haven't heard enough deep cut songs from Ariana. I pretty much just hear what's on the radio. But I do think that if she can like really own it and sing a song that like she feels deep, deep in her heart, she'll be great. She'll be great. I mean, she already has a great voice. So Shawn Mendes' documentary is not on Netflix yet. But once it is, I'll watch it and tell you guys what I think about it. I know him and Camila Cabello just got another dog or just got their first dog. I don't know know. I really thought those two broke up. I thought they broke up a while ago. Those two are probably gonna end up getting married, huh? Yeah, I think so. I think they might. So in another little corner of the internet that I love, and I guess not internet, but pop culture, I don't know how many of you guys love it, but the Carly Pearson Michael Ray divorce has had me shook forever. I've been thinking about it for a long time since they announced their divorce. Even before that, I felt like their relationship was very publicity-based. Like, they even talked about the people they used for their invites for their wedding, and I was like, oh, damn. Like, if you're promoting everything, there's something more behind it than that. But, of course, they got divorced, and it just came out that Michael Ray is now dating Travis Tritt's daughter. So I did a little digging, and I saw that he's had pictures with her since February, or she's had pictures on her page since February. But he and Carly Pierce were still married then, and there's been a lot of rumors that he allegedly cheated on her, and I wonder if this is the mistress. And when I found all that out, I was like, I can't wait to tell my podcast listeners who don't give a fuck about either of them. But yeah, I found that very, very interesting. A follower actually reached out to me. I haven't done like a little advice column in a while. And she asked me if I was still doing it. I said yes. And she is in her early, or later 20s trying to date someone who's like 37. 
let me tell you something, you do that. You go for that. I mean, as long as you guys still have, like, things in common, I guess, and, like, as long as he wants kids, if you want kids, if you don't want kids, if he doesn't want kids, just make sure you already have all that in place because I don't know if, like, he's older and he's kind of, like, settled with his life and doesn't want children. Again, this is me just talking. I know nothing about this situation other than that she asked me to talk about it. But I think there comes a point where age is no longer like a big issue. Now that I'm 29, I would easily date a 40-year-old, which is crazy because the person who I dated when I was 20 is turning 40 this year. But and that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I would say. I think as long as you guys have all the same things lined up, like if he wants kids and you want kids, I just think that's a conversation to have maybe a little bit earlier in the relationship than you typically would. But I could be totally wrong. I say as long as he's a nice guy, go for it. And I want to end with The Bachelorette. I have been watching The Bachelorette. And one thing about these shows is that I never know anybody's name. And it's such an issue for me. I know a few of their names. And I have to say, Claire and Dale, I'm actually rooting for those two crazy kids. I did think it was interesting how Chris like, showed up at Dale's little hotel room and was like, you're either going to propose to her or you're going to quit the show. There's no there's no way. So on that Instagram that I've talked about a few times, Dumois, they said a lot of people can just send in anything they want. And that's why I'm kind of like nervous to take anything from that Instagram very seriously. But a lot of people were saying they saw Dale with other people. But it seems like him and Claire are together and still going strong. And I think Dale's super hot. So good for Claire. Happy for them. I hope they get their happily ever after. Isn't that the point of the show? To get your happily ever after or to get some more Instagram followers, one or the other? I'm excited to see the new Bachelorette come on, though. I feel like when she came on the screen, it was just, like, great energy. She's very beautiful. And a lot of you have DM'd me about her saying she's actually a super nice person, which you love to hear. As far as guys go, the guy Chasen, who... That name surprised me. I never heard that name Chasen before. He looks like he has the driest lips of all time. So maybe he can get a, like a chapstick Instagram deal. Um, Blake, I think, is very hot. And what's funny is somebody DM me. They were like, not the lion from Madagascar. And I started cracking up because when I was super little, I had a crush on Simba. And I was like, I guess I have something for cartoon lions. But anyway, enough about me in my childhood trauma that's clearly coming back right now. Who's going to win? I'm very interested to see who's going to win because we don't really have a front runner because the front runner already married the or got engaged to the Bachelorette. But I am excited for the, the season to really start. As I said, I watch it. I know nobody's names except for like Chasen and Blake. And I believe there's also a Jason there. And then there's another guy who was a football player and acts like he has this heart of gold. Maybe his name's Jason? I don't know. But him and Claire, like, broke some shit on a date or, like, she threw a dress in a fire. And apparently, he's not a super nice guy. That's what I've been told. A few people have DM'd me in the Chicago, Chicago area? New York? I don't know. I think New York, actually. Whatever. Wherever he's from. Someone I know DM'd me and they were like, yeah, that's all an act. He's actually a huge fuckboy. But I guess we're going to find out who's there for the right reasons, who's there for the Instagram followers. It's going to be a wild ride, but I'm really excited to see it. Um, I'm trying to really get into The Bachelorette. Like I said, I've watched, what, three or four episodes now? I'm still there. I don't watch it live. I fast forward through some of it because sometimes I just can't 
handle them talking. So yeah, I'm a fan of Claire, Claire and Dale. I think Dale's cute. Claire, I hope that this is her happy ending because God, she needs this. So, and I guess I just wanted to end on, I know it's been a pretty crazy week for a lot of people. And I hope that you stretch before bed because stretching helps. Stretching good for you. And also make sure to take care of yourself because things are getting crazy. And I actually said that on my Instagram story and someone DM me. They were like, that's the problem with this generation. They only look after themselves. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying turn a blind eye to things that are happening in the world. I just think in order to help and be a better person, you have to really take time for yourself and figure out what really works for you. And if you're not your best self, then you can't go out there and help other people. And that's just how I feel. But I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week. I have some really fun guests lined up. And like I said, I'm trying to be better with guests just because this has never been a guest-based podcast. I don't want to have too many guests. I don't want to have no guests. It's just, it's a fine line. But I will say the first or second week, I guess, of December, I booked a very fun person. They have a podcast um, I'd like to keep a secret, but you know, I'll probably keep this secret for another week and then tell you guys. So it's somebody in the bit in the Bravo world, but also pop culture world. They have an awesome podcast and I hope you guys are excited. And next week we're actually going to do a Gossip Girl deep dive with somebody who wrote a book about Gossip Girl. So get ready. It's going to be a lot of fun and I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week. Thanks for hanging out for a little while. I know I rambled a lot this episode. There just, other than the election, I feel like there wasn't a ton to talk about. And I didn't really want to talk about the election. And I hope you guys are cool with that. I feel like people either get mad at me for talking about it and then mad at me for not talking about it. So, you know, I made the choice to talk about Michael Ray and Carly Pierce instead and go on a tangent about Ariana Grande. It's just how I cope. That's how I deal with things. <laughs> But I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you had a great time listening last week with Jessica. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.